metal over a six pack presents bonus tracks. Hey, 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 what's going on, guys? What's what's going on, listeners? Thank you very much for uh, tuning in and uh, and dialing in. This is the uh, first edition of the uh, Heavy Metal Over a Six-Pack Bonus Tracks. If you are listening to this, this is available exclusively on Patreon.com, on our uh, Patriot, Patreon profile. And if uh, you uh, have access to this uh, website, you have uh, graciously donated to the cause and uh, become a patron of ours. And we thank you so very much for that. And uh, for the uh, for the support, it means it really means the world to us and uh, our co-hosts. This exclusive content will be uh, will be coming out with every every so often. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll commit to a, a number uh, every every single month uh, to get to get you guys like the extra content. And uh, I mean, it'll be it'll be a great time for us because we'll be able to um, kind of you know extend the uh, the conversation beyond the, uh, the 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 podcast episodes themselves. Today's edition of uh, Bonus Tracks, it's a very light episode. It's just myself, Marcus, my uh, my, my co-hosts, uh, Anthony and Jay, are uh, not with us today. But um, what I wanted to do today, we um, in an upcoming episode, number 34, we had a, uh, a segment where we did the, um, the, uh, the Smash Banana album reviews. Uh, Anthony uh, reviewed the um, brand new Atreyu album. And uh, I actually reviewed bullet from my valentine album that came out in june of 2018 this year um the uh the album gravity and kind of we had some discussion about how like this was really kind of like an evolution for uh for bullet from my valentine because it's something completely different than what they've done in the past i mean there was more electronic there was more uh it was just a i mean overall it was just like a different direction it seemed to take the uh the more modern approach to uh what what metalcore artists and are, are doing kind of today like i uh, i call it the uh the octane radio syndrome like because if uh if you're a subscriber to satellite radio i mean octane the whole channel of octane really kind of sounds very uh very similar like kind of start to finish like every one of those artists are um you know they're not that they're all running together. I mean, it's it's a great channel. Don't get me wrong. I actually love the Octane. My uh, one of our vehicles actually has a satellite radio, and when we have that, it's usually what I'm listening to. That between uh, between that and uh, Liquid Metal on the uh, the XM satellite radio. So I mean, they're great stations. But you know, everybody's been uh, kind of. I mean, there's a lot of critiques on the uh, music that's coming out nowadays about how it's like kind of getting watered down, and like the metalcore scene is really kind of getting dry and not i guess creative and nobody's like really looking for like that next thing but the difference i find with like a band like bullet for my valentine to come out with an album like gravity is that like when they take the risk to actually do something like completely different it's not necessarily because they're trying to blend in i mean maybe they are i mean i, I don't i don't know what the, uh, the the direction is um but i mean they're really trying to evolve and like do something different with their music and kind of show some versatility I guess would be would would be a way to describe it so one of the things that I thought would actually be interesting is like since there was such like a huge evolution jump for uh, today's bonus track I took the six major releases of Bullet for My Valentine uh, dating back to uh, their first album The Poison 
which came out on uh, February 14th of 2006, Valentine's Day. Go figure. Pretty awesome. And all the way up to their latest release on uh, June 29th of 2018 when Gravity was released. And what I did was, instead of doing a, um, uh, an artist evolution segment, what I decided to do was to actually give you my personal rankings of these albums. Uh, so going from my least favorite to my worst favorite. And I kind of, I really try to uh, point out some, uh, some things with each one of the albums, like pull out some tracks, the reason why I, like, I made my decisions. So today's episode, I'm going to give you my, Marcus's very own, Bullet for My Valentine album rankings. And again, we're going to start from uh, my least favorite, and we're going to work our way up to my to my most favorite. Now, I only did the six major releases. I did not include EPs or live or anything like that. I just did the six major releases. So moving right in, uh, my number six, my least favorite album from Bullet For My Valentine. Um, after, after further review, this album was released on February 12th of 2013. Um, it's the album Temper Temper. Uh, now, one of the things I noticed with Bullet for My Valentine when I was doing the research for like this uh, this uh, mini pod was um, they've had three different record labels. Pardon me, they've had four different record labels with the six albums that they uh, they produced. Um, Temper Temper was actually released with um, the the label RCA. Uh, its peak chart in the United States um, was was at uh, position number thirteen. So I mean, it got, it got some play, but it wasn't, you know, anything, anything special. Uh, the reason why that I picked this as my as my least favorite album from my from my Bullet for My Valentine, as far as I'm concerned, the whole album in its in its entirety is just a swing and a miss. The only song that I can actually pull out of it that I actually enjoy would be um, it's uh, it's POW, uh, Prisoner of War. Uh, I think Temper Temper is a terrible. Is a terrible song, and I know that was like one of the ones that they uh, they released as a single off this album, uh, Breaking Point, that they start the they start the album with. I don't have any any care for like whatsoever. Um, and maybe the thing that upsets me most about Temper Temper is Tears Don't Fall Part Two. And the reason why that like upsets me is it's like it's almost like they were trying to put something in there that they know was going to try to uh, appeal to their old fans because Tears Don't Fall, the original track is such a such a amazing song like it's a like a huge song that came off of their first release and might be their most well known song. Um, if you if you look them up on like iTunes, it comes up as their most popular track in their collection. So the fact that they felt like they needed to do a part two for that is moderately uh, moderately insulting to be honest and it's just not good I mean it has the same kind of tempo sort of like it almost like they took the riff and kind of like reworked it like a little bit but it's a miss in the chorus it's, it's just it's really I really think it's an insult for like some of their some of their best work and but the one song like I said I can actually pull one highlight out of it Prisoner of War was a really great tune. It's the uh, it's the fourth track on the album. Um, it's not overly heavy. I mean, it's a, it's got like a kind of like a nice generalized tempo to it. But aesthetic aesthetically pleasing wise, I know I usually use those comments like quite often. I mean, that's probably 
where that one's at for me. I mean, I really do like the song, but the album as a whole, complete miss, complete miss from Bullet For My Valentine. So rankings from one to six, they are the bottom. Number six, Temper Temper, released in 2013. Album number five on my list is actually going to be their sophomore album. This was released on January 29th, 2008, and it's the, uh, it's the album Scream, Aim, Fire. Now, this label, this was under the label uh, Jive, and the peak chart position that it had in the United States was actually position number four. So we'll, talk about the, we'll be talking about their, uh, their debut album, obviously, but, I mean, this... I think this really kind of got them on the map. Like, it, what their their debut album didn't really make make it too high in the charts, but this one really did. So I think like they kind of got on the map. So like when Scream Aim Fire came out, I was like, oh, I mean, we got to check these guys out. Um, now the bummer part about this, the fact that this album is actually so low on my my list of uh, my list of favorites, uh, being number five out of six. Scream Aim Fire, the the, uh, the title track on this album is a is an amazing tune. Like it's a it's a great great song. It's it's heavy, it's catchy, it's riffy. The guitar in it's amazing. I like the vocals. I like the lyrics. Everything everything about it is um, is is actually a pretty kick ass song. And they they open the album with it. Like that's the uh, it's the opening track on this album. The second uh, the second track on this album that's actually pretty is is pretty uh, pretty amazing is actually Hearts Burst in the Fire which it's um it's a lighter song when it comes to like the lyrics but um it has uh the uh the intro portion of the uh the, like the instrumental in it which the guitar in it the guitar riff it's it's just absolutely beautiful like the way that they open like this song and like the the lyrics are I mean enjoyable I mean it's kind of like a a, a good old-fashioned like kind of sing-along kind of a deal so like you get this like really cool like musical intro and then you got these you got these lyrics that are actually they're they're all right like i mean you can kind of relate to them and whatnot and the the only other track on this album that i would actually um highlight would be like towards the end of the track and i think it's kind of like a sleeper on this album it's actually last to know last to know is a is a is a is a, is a great track like great tempo great lyrics great great music but as far as i'm concerned i mean the rest of the album of uh, scream aim fire was really just kind of not memorable in uh like any way shape or form which is why it's a uh, it's a uh, it's so low on my list even though it has like three three pretty incredible tracks so yeah those are my so those are my bottom two now I was I really had to, I really struggled with the with the with the top four like how I wanted to order these because um it it, it really it really gets tricky when I when I get to the top fours but moving moving along my uh, number four on my list I I decided to go with Fever now Fever is kind of when they they really started to to work a lot with like they had like more intense music but like the 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 lyric lyrical structure of the songs had more of a melody to it. Um, there, this album also has three tracks that I can point out. Um, number one being the title track, Your Betrayal. Uh, a middle track on the album, number, uh, it's I believe track five on this album, it's actually called Alone, which is a great a great track. Like I, I, I actually love the lyrics. I can, like, and then the sleeper on this album that I don't think many uh, 
many people may be uh, aware of. It's uh, Pretty on the Outside, which, fun side story, me and Anthony are in the, uh, the cover band Marked, and uh, we actually do Your Betrayal as, a, as part of our heavy set. Just because we've actually opened a couple of a uh, couple of shows with it, especially when we've done uh, Ralph's Rock Diner in Worcester and uh, the Worcester Cove, like the, the venues that actually uh, welcome the more heavier sounding uh, covers and whatnot. Your Betrayal has been a good opening song for us, but we also play pretty on the outside because I think as like artists, like one, we we just we have so much fun actually playing the song. Like the the song itself is just so cool. Like. The uh, the poetry and the lyrics is is neat. I mean, it's it's generally heavy throughout, but it's got like that nice mix of like softness into it. And like same thing with Alone for me. Like I actually really like the uh, the, the the lyrics in Alone. Like I, it's um for for the band Bullet for my Valentine. I mean, I I, th I think uh, one of my co-hosts' criticism is it's like it's just whiny bitchy music. Well, it's meant to be. I like I believe it's meant to be. A band that's like against their exes, against bad relationship, and like you know being scorned by their their better halves, uh, th like through it all kind of a thing, and I find that like Fever, like they like they their direction with like the lyric the lyrics was to kind of like really kind of just kind of put up like the middle finger and kind of say yeah yeah I mean you you can pretty much go f yourself kind of a thing and uh yeah so and like i said this one was a struggle for me because there's a, there's a lot of good tracks but the problem is like it, i i kind of fall into the same thing with like scream aim fire when i when i listen to fever i mean the rest of the album really kind of like just it starts to fall short for me in the in the overall scheme of the of the album but your betrayal putting the outside alone i mean those those are those are great tracks so moving right along to the number three, and this is another one. Like I was really kind of when I was getting down to like to the top three. What I did do was, um, oh, and I'm sorry, Fever uh, came out on April 27th, 2010. I'm not sure if I actually uh, if I mentioned that peak position on the charts for the U.S. was actually number three. So Scream Aim Fire was a sophomore. This came out after Scream Aim Fire. This peaked at number three. This was uh, from the Jive label as well. So it was the same label that came out with a Scream Aim Fire. So getting back on point here, number three on my list of, uh, of uh, favorite bullet for my Valentine, I actually went with the newest release, Gravity, which came out on June 29th of uh, this year, 2018. Um, label for this one is, uh, this is the first time that they've actually released with this label. This is from uh, Spine Farm. Peak chart position so far in the US is uh, number 17. Uh, the singles that they actually started with when this album was released was uh, Over It and, uh, Let and Letting You Go and uh, Leap of Faith. Those were the three. Those are the three most popular tracks on the album. Uh, Not Dead Yet is a, is a really good track. Again, it's not for the everyday bullet for your Valentine, bullet for my Valentine, excuse me, uh, listener. You're going to hear... A, like uh, a huge amount of, uh, I mean, there's there's evolution in this album. I mean, this is something completely different than anything that they've done. His vocal styling is different. Um, the guitar in it is still is still strong, but I mean, it's not what you would expect from from like based on previous albums. And I mean, I think using the electronica and stuff for the uh, for the actual intro, I mean, really kind of changed their uh, 
their direction in that sense, but you can really turn this out. And towards the end of the album, the other thing I will say, like when you get down to the late, the later tracks, Under Again, Gravity, Coma, uh, it's it's a it's a much softer feel. Um, this this isn't the best explanation ever, but it's almost like if Linkin Park had a uh, had a dark metal side like hidden somewhere deep down. That's it's kind of how I describe like gravity and coma because I mean those are you, you still get like a lot of the electronica and like the softer lyrics. There's no there's no rap like the, the you don't get the, the the rap lyrics like Mike Shinoda would uh would have given in a uh, Lincoln Park, but you kind of get uh, Chester Bennington side in those tracks. Like I I, I see a lot of uh, influence in that, but. I actually respect the fact that Gravity exists and the fact that they did something uh, completely different. And it, it, it really can. I mean, this is like one of those albums I can actually put on and let play start to finish with, with, uh, with no issue. My second favorite album from Bullet For My Valentine. This is now their fifth release. And it's, uh, it makes it up to number two for me on my all-time uh, Bullet For My Valentine list. It was released on August 14th in 2015. The album was Venom. Uh, this was when they were with the label RCA. Uh, the peak US charts, uh, chart position was gonna be uh, number eight for this one. So the high, their highest peak chart position for, uh, for US was actually Fever, which, you know, their, their third release, I mean, expectations are probably high, but uh, this one came out as number eight as their fifth, their fifth release. Um, the album Venom, the reason why I like it, it's heavy, it's fast, it's hard. It uh, the the second track on the album, "No Way Out," I, is probably like my favorite on this uh, on this on this album. Uh, the harder the heart, the hard the harder it breaks. Is a uh, is a softer track on this, but like the same thing. I mean, there's a lot of heaviness in this album. Like this. I just love the, uh, the the whole instrumentation in it. I, I love its intensity. I think they really did like a really good job with uh, with this with this one. The deluxe the deluxe edition has a couple of demo versions of like a few other side tracks. Um, Venom, it's the title track is a decent is a decent tune. Broken is a decent tune. I mean, and this is another one I can start from track one and actually listen start to finish and. And, and and go through. I mean, this was a, this was a great release for a bullet for my Valentine. And last but not least, my favorite all-time album from a bullet for my Valentine. I mean, if you haven't guessed it, it's actually their signature release, The Poison. Uh, this was released in uh, 2006 on once again Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2006. Uh, the label at the time was Trustkill. It was the only release that they had with the with the label Trustkill. And the peak chart U.S. position that Bullet for My Valentine's The Poison had was number 128. So it was not huge on the on the charts on their release. But it had probably their most iconic track like in their history with uh, Tears Don't Fall. Um, after the intro, the, the, the album actually opens with Her Voice Resides, uh, followed by Four Words to Choke On, uh, Tears Don't Fall is number four on this, on this CD, and then it's followed by Suffocating Under the Words of Sorrow, Hit the Floor, and then the first song that I've actually ever heard from Bullet For My Valentine 
was all all these things I hate. And the reason is, I'm sorry, all these things I hate in parentheses revolve around me. The coolest thing about that that song is it's a it's a lighter tempo song. It's like a soft track, but it's got the clean vocals with the with like the nice heavy chorus. And it's such a sweet sounding song, but if you actually listen to like the words in it, like it's kind of it's kind of like a little irony in there. Where for being such a sweet sounding song, like it, it really depicts a lot of hate and and angst and whatnot, but it's something you can relate to, it's something you can sing a lot with, it's just overly very enjoyable. And then lastly, I mean the last track on the CD would probably be like the sleeper on this particular album. It's a song called The End. Starts off very slow, very low tempo, and then picks up like later on. It's a very long track. It's, uh, it's six minutes, 56 seconds. So it's just under seven minutes. But at the end of it, like it picks up with like a really crazy, like heavy, uh, heavy, like burst of, of energy and like whatnot. And it's got that cool buildup, a cool tempo and like, I, I just think they they hit on like so many so many areas on their uh, their their opening album here their debut album the poison so for uh, for their six major releases their 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 first release like it, which is like the case in many bands that are out there but their first release is gonna is gonna chart number one on my uh, my all time favorites uh, and that's the poison for a uh, bullet for my Valentine and with that being said. I welcome any feedback that you actually have on like any of my opinions. If you actually want to give a um, a different rating system, uh, go, or you want to actually rank them, or you know agree, disagree, like whatever you want to do, shoot us an email uh, targeted at Marcus uh, at HMOA number six PACK at gmail.com. And uh, if you if you send us an email like with a couple of uh, couple of uh, points of view, I mean I we'll we'll share them on the pod and uh, we'll discuss, but. In the meantime, guys, thank you for thank you for taking the time and checking out bonus tracks. Uh, once again, if you if you heard this, obviously you've uh, you've submitted a uh, a donation via the the Patreon, and thank you very so much for being patrons. And uh, we will continue to strive to to put out uh, rock solid material for you guys to enjoy. Um, the podcast has a lot of exciting things coming up. Like we have a lot of bands that are calling in now. We have a lot of interviews set up. We have some in studio guests. Uh, coming up in the the near future and uh we got some we got some great stuff coming up on the podcast and some great stuff that we're going to share with you guys here so uh keep it coming keep keep the feedback go to any of those platforms and make sure you drop us a rating that way everybody else knows uh the the good stuff that we're doing and uh tell a friend but at this time thank you very much for joining and uh we'll we'll sign you out we'll see you on the next episodes and listening to Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. Bonus tracks. Full podcast episodes available on all streaming services, iTunes, iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, Spotify, Google Play, Podomatic. Email the podcast at HMOA number six, P-A-C-K at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, and Instagram at HMOA number six PACK. Facebook at HMOA number six PACK. See you next time. Heavy metal over a six pack. <laughs>